Hello, Red Wave. It's a new football season, week one. And the CNC Football Factory is back. My name is Caleb Nail. Joining me is Caleb Pletz. Mr. Pletz, how are you? That is music to my ears. I mean, we've been we've been waiting for football season. We've been counting down, doing all these previews, and it is finally week one preview for Fresno State football. Uh, like as a college football fan, we kind of got warmed up this weekend, week zero, and we're recording this on Sunday. So uh, we kind of got a little warm up with uh, some, you know, a couple decent college football games, but man, it, it's going to be great to really get week one going this week. And, you know, Fresno state really kind of kicking it off, you know, the big you know weekend of college football for, um, for everyone. So yeah, very exciting times. We are so ready to ready for some football. All right. You guys can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter at beware CSUF and Instagram beware bulldogs podcast. Tell your friends if they're into Fresno State about the podcast. That is the best form of media and marketing. All right. Let's do this thing. I'm ready to talk football. I Now, while we talk, though, it may cut in and out. Uh, my internet is crummy. And most uh, regular listeners know this. I, I apologize. I, I got to call. got to call my guys and see what they can do. All right. What do we know about Cal Poly? We play Cal, Cal Poly this Thursday. What One of the first games, I believe it's it's not the first, but first day of week one college football games. Correct. What? Yeah, pretty, pretty much opening day of, you know, the regular season for most college football teams. So, yeah, dogs getting started September 1st, uh, 7.30 kickoff. So a nice late kickoff. Um, and Surprisingly, we're on national TV um, and, you know, regular cable for Fox Sports 1 uh, for this game. So uh, kind of surprising to get, um, you know, a group of five versus FCS matchup on <laughs> on uh, on cable. So kind of a big deal uh, for the dogs and, you know, good for exposure, too. I mean, uh, you know, the team has a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, getting the exposure for recruits and, you know, putting on a good showing. So I think that's, that's pretty big for the team. Yeah. So this is the, is this the second or third year we've been doing this, Caleb? I think it's like second, three? two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we did half. half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to dig for our notes from last year because we're more consistent now. First thing that we usually go over is the record. Well, we know the record of each team. Zero and zero. <laughs> zero wins, zero losses. Uh, schedule, right. well, we haven't, they haven't played anybody. There's uh, really not much to say about all that. What I do want to talk about, and the biggest news so far when it comes to Fresno State football, is the two deep. So the Fresno State two deep came out. Uh, during the coach Tedford's press conference, which we got to go to. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say we, I got to go to. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. They let me in there. Uh, I don't know if they trusted me in the, in there, but they let me in. So that was fun. I got to watch that. And on the two deep, just so everyone knows, no surprises 
with quarterback, running back, wide receiver, nothing like that. Offensive line, here you go. Dante Bull, left tackle. Left guard, Osmar Velez, walk-on, who was, I, I believe, received a scholarship recently. I think but, so. He, he's local, too. I think he's yeah. from he's either from Bakersfield or, or from Sanger. I think he's from one of those. I can't remember, but I, I know he's local-ish. Bulla Schmidt, center. Mose Viveo, Vivao, right guard. And right tackle, Braylon Nelson. So that's the O-line. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Spomer gets in that left tackle too. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that's come in and really made a lot of noise, um, you know, good noise uh, in the you know, fall camp leading up to the season. And, yeah, it seems like, you know, coaching staff's really talking highly of him. So that's, I mean, really good to hear because, um, you know, coming into the season – you know, offensive line depth and, you know, just overall quality is definitely one of our concerns with this team. Um, you know, we talk about how deep, you know, the offensive weapons are on the team, but the big question mark is offensive line. And, you know, if, if there's not enough time for Hayner to, to throw it and, you know, run, running lanes for the running backs, I mean, you know, it's going to be tough for the offense. So, yeah, that's really encouraging to hear that, you know, there is some some depth and, you know, good competition. Yeah. For, so for starting spot so all of our questions that we had about the offensive line who's going to be there they've been answered now the only question that we have will be answered on thursday about the offensive line and really this entire team another surprising name there's a couple surprising names and i'm gonna get to all of them but another one gabriel lightfoot true freshman at defensive tackle is starter on the two deep Listed as a starter, he's 6'3, 315. I mean, that is and that's not a, a you know 16 year old boy, that, that is a man, yeah. That, that is those are those are beast numbers. Um, and then at you know, at one end, we have uh David Prowlis, and the other end, we have Isaiah Johnson. And I did want to bring up Devo Bridges, uh, Devo Bridges. Uh, he's a name you've probably heard. He's also going to be going as switching between D tackle and D end. Well, at least that's what he's been doing at practice. So it'll be interesting to see where he lines up. I wouldn't be surprised if things go like we think they're going to go against Cal Poly, that everybody will get a chance to play somewhere that they have been getting reps at in, in uh, practice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, defensive line is also a big question mark. Um, you know, Fresno State lost a lot of production um, from last year, you know, a lot of seniors moving on, um, but, you know, still anchored by David Perales. And I think we've mentioned before, I mean, it's going to be really crucial, you know, how the other four, uh, the other three guys on the defensive line perform. Um, so that way, you know, hopefully Perales isn't double teamed every time and, you know, being neutralized by the other team. So, uh, I think that's going to be crucial if, you know, Lightfoot and Payne and Johnson are able to, you know, beat their guys and, you know, you know, beat those one-on-one -on -one matchups. And, you know, hopefully you know, they can, you know, draw a lot of, a lot of protection and kind of free up Perales to do his thing too. So, yeah, that'll definitely be interesting to see, um, you know, how that all shakes out in the first game and uh, yeah, looking for a big, big performance out of them because, I don't really have high hopes for the Cal Poly offensive line. So 
hopefully the dogs can make a big statement. <laughs> uh, moving to linebacker, Raymond Scott, Lavelle Bailey get the starting job. No Malachi Langley, but I don't think there's an argument there that uh, uh, we knew Raymond Scott was going to get that spot. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, at Nickelback, so just like last year, they called it with that uh, the Husky. Uh, we've been we've been talking about it. Just Coach Tedford came out and told us that Justin Houston is on a like a six game suspension. He's out six games. Um, didn't tell us why he's out six games. It's not injury related. So uh, no Justin Houston. So the next player up last year would have been Amari Pate. He's not listed as the starter. It's Maurice Norris Jr., uh, another local guy uh, who, who I believe transferred in. Uh, he, he got the starting spot at Nickelback, which I, I think everyone's excited about. I, I think whoever gets that spot, we're, we're going to be excited about. Um, and we've heard good things about Maurice this year in practice. So anything you want to say about the Nickelback position? Yeah, kind of surprising to you know get this news about Houston, but also not surprising that it's uh, only released at the very beginning of the season and yeah. you know, not you know during the summer or fall camp. So um, not not surprising there. You know, good coach uh, protection there. But yeah, de- de- definitely a bummer. I mean, good thing that you know it's only six games, and you know we'll have him back for the you know back half of the season. And yeah, really excited to you know see what Norse can do out there and you know i you know amari pate i mean he was a you know solid player last year and produced and you know got playing time so um kind of speaks to how well norris proved himself over the fall camp that you know he he won that spot and you know looks like he's the man for the job cornerback position i was actually really interested in this one with the transfer of cam lockridge from hawaii but he's also local technically uh kale sanders we knew was going to get take one spot then was Braylon Lux or Cam Lockridge going to be the starter well on the two deep it's Braylon Lux so I great so I, I trust him I trust both of them and uh, Azillian Hamilton is the the guy backing up Lux and Cam Lockridge is also backup I, I think that's yeah. strong yeah definitely I mean you know Lux really has kind of been up and down i mean he's had some really strong games i know kind of towards the back end of last season you know there was a lot of shakeups on the cornerbacks um and kind of who was playing so um yeah i'm not really surprised there i mean he's had some really good games and you know has the experience needed and so yeah no 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 surprise there excited to see what they can do at the safety position, there here was a, a surprise. LJ Early gets the start over Elijah Gates. Uh, and, and then, of course, Evan Williams. And he is also a captain, Evan Williams. So Evan Williams and Jake Hayner are the captains. And then the other guys will be elected uh, captains, voted, I guess you could say. Uh, but LJ Early over Elijah Gates, which was surprising to me. Even though yeah, he did it get was surprising. Time. Yeah, he he did play. You know, it kind of felt like he was more, you know, kind of in a reserve role last year. Um, you know, definitely saw the field, but uh, um, I guess, yeah, expectation was definitely for Elijah Gates to, you know, step back into the role that he had for you know the majority of last year. Uh, and also, you know, Kosi Agina, he was, um, yeah. you know, cycled in a lot at safety last year too. So, and he's not even listed there. So, um, you know, I imagine 
you know, kind of the, you know, our, you know, kind of fighting for playing time. Uh, we know that Evan Williams is going to be, you know, the, the rock of that, uh, that secondary. So um, yeah, really interesting to see kind of who, who, who puts up a better showing and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they kind of get cycled in a little bit and see who is the man for the job, but um, yeah, definitely interesting development there for the Bulldog secondary. Mm-hmm. Last thing from the two deep, and then we'll get into some Cal Poly stuff. Kick returner, Eric Brooks. Did not see that coming. <laughs> but I know for a fact that there's a reason he's back there. And punt returner, Nico Armijo. So they're not going to double up. I thought that Nico would double up, uh, but <laughs> you can't play the in you can't catch passes, catch kick, kick returns, and do punt returns. That's that's a lot. Risk for injury as well. Uh, he is the second guy, though, on kick return. But what do you think about Eric Brooks taking the kick returns? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's should be a fast guy. I mean, you know, he's a slot receiver. Um, hopefully he runs hard and, you know, isn't afraid to get lit up <laughs> on the return. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like it. And, you know, I, we kind of brushed over this on the wide receivers, but, uh, you know, Nico was listed as, uh, you know, starting wide receiver with Brooks backing him up. Um, so that's kind of surprising. Um, but, you know, there's kind of been a lot of, uh, you know, positive hype about um, Romeo coming into uh, the season, especially from uh, her own Michael Bliss. He's been uh, pretty, pretty pumped for, uh, for, for what he you know possibly could do for the dogs. So, um, yeah, interesting. I mean, ho- hopefully he can just hold on to the ball. You know, don't make any costly mistakes, and hopefully Baxter can scheme up something, uh, something interesting that'll, you know, make some big plays happen. Okay, I know everyone is sick and tired of us just talking roster. I feel like we've talked about it for like three episodes. We're done now. We're talking football now. Okay, we're we're done. Let's talk about Cal Poly later in this. Later in the week, we're going to talk to our friend Chris Sylvester. He's a play-by-play broadcaster at Cal Poly. Great guy. Uh, so we're going to learn a lot more then later in the week. But I, I got to remember to get him out right away because this game is Thursday. So Short week. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, Cal Poly. Last year, we learned that they were changing from triple option to this spread offense, air raid. Uh, type of offense they're going to throw the ball over the field this is their second year doing that and okay let me back up last year they went two and nine doing that they went two and nine they i think they won one conference game in the big sky big sky is really good conference though um their quarterback is coming back they have a lot of players coming back i i do know that and one of the players coming back is chris coleman former wide receiver at uh, at fresno state I, I believe he's got to be their number one. I'm assuming he's their number one. Uh, their quarterback, I believe, is a transfer from Cal. I think he played at Cal. Um, I think his name, last name is Brash. So we're going to learn more all about this. But my point is, is that this is an, imp- an improved Cal Poly team. So the 63 to 10 that we saw last year, it could be a little different. I wouldn't be surprised if they score a few more points this time. Uh, I mean, I, I trust our defense. Does the air raid worry you at all with our DBs? And are we going to get pressure on the line? I mean, I know it's an FCS team, but do, what do you think about this air raid at, and in, with an FCS school? Yeah, I, 
I actually kind of welcome it. I, I think it's good to face, you know, this type of offense just because generally speaking, that's, you know, what most, you know, FBS offenses are going to run, you know, mostly shotgun based and kind of spreading the field with, you know, at least three wide receivers. So I, I do think it's good. You know, some of the games that Fresno State has, you know, struggled with in the past is going up against, you know, triple option teams, you know, Air Force week. Um, you know, that's just tough to prepare for because it's a completely different offense um, for a defense. So, um, yeah, I certainly welcome it. I think it'll be good, good reps for the defense. And, you know, if someone is going to get exposed for you know, not being up to the task, you know, I think I'd, I'd like to see it against, you know, a lesser team um, like, you know, an FCS opponent. So, you know, we're pretty confident the offense is going to keep up. So if there's a couple, you know, right. uh, broken plays, you know, Fresno State is able to make some adjustments. Some other names that you guys will know, because there's a lot of connections here. James Montgomery, he's our, our running back coach and recruiting coordinator. He actually spent the last two seasons at Cal Poly. And uh, Cal Poly... Their defensive line coach, Will Plemons, he was on Coach Tedford's staff in 2018, uh, excuse me, 2019, and then and was uh, Pat Hill's assistant coach in 08 through 11. Also, Robbie Rouse is the running back coach for. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Robbie Rouse, Ro- 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 Robbie Rouse, running back coach, Cal Poly. <laughs> So I, I want to get him on too to see what you know if he has anything to say about this game, uh, that would be fun. But a lot of connections going on, and uh, and a plug for a p- past episode too. I mean, we talked to Robbie like probably a year and a half ago, like in the middle of COVID. So uh, he had some some great stories too. So if you want to scroll back in the feed, go and go and listen to our, our conversation with Robbie because he's a he's a great great bulldog and had had some great stories to, to yeah. tell. When we talked to him, he was running back coach at North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he, he was happy to get to the beach rather than snow. I'm sure we'll have to ask him about it when we talk to him again. <laughs> okay. Go, I'm looking through the last year's notes because this is the CNC football factory. If anyone is familiar with the CNC, uh, gosh, I did not do my research. It's uh, the CNC music factory, I believe. And they sing the song going to make you sweat. And in parentheses next to it, it's everybody dance now. So we, we have, that's what we do here. We have, uh, what do you call it? Two segments. One, going to make you sweat. So, Caleb, what is one thing that Cal Poly brings to this game on Thursday that is going to make you sweat? I think the biggest thing is, you know, potentially defensive line pressure. Um, and if the Fresno State offensive line is not able to, you know, play as a unit and, you know, keep Jake Hayner on his feet, yeah, that's definitely going to make me sweat because, you know, if Cal Poly is able to get consistent pressure, uh, you know, all of our tougher opponents are, you know, going to potentially have, you know, that advantage over Fresno State. So that that's definitely going to make me sweat. Yeah, I think I'll do most of my sweating because of the hot sun, hot Central <laughs> Valley sun. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. The other thing is being able to adapt to the game again. So it's week one. We know there's going to be mistakes. Can we limit those mistakes against an FCS team? Let's not overlook them. Uh, can we limit those mistakes? So if we come out early and turn the ball over, you know, twice, I'm going to sweat a little bit. 
so I, if we can limit turnovers or limit the big play, we'll be fine. And I won't sweat as much. But yes, the sun is going to make me sweat probably more than anything. And then and then we can focus on uh, limiting turnovers. All right. Yeah, I, I guess that's something that, that we didn't touch on is, you know, the weather for Thursday. I mean, the, the high for the day is 107 degrees. So, I mean, even at 730 <laughs> kickoff, we're still looking at, you know, 90 degrees <laughs> at 730. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, the team definitely felt it last season early against UConn. I mean, you know, reaching triple digits on the field. Um, but I would think that the dogs are, you know, acclimated, you know, for that. I know oh, yeah. they've been, they've been practicing all through the summer. They've even done, you know, a lot of, you know, night practicing too. So they should know what, what to expect, you know, Cal Poly, you know, they just have, you know, nice, you know, probably 80, you know, 85 degree days there in, uh, San Luis Obispo. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, I would love to be there. All right. Everybody dance now. What? Caleb, it, I know it's tough to get you out of your seat and dancing. Uh, I, I saw it happen once, and that was uh, against UCLA last year. But I've only seen it once. So what what would get you out of your seat and make you dance? I'm I'm dancing when the Fresno State offense just hits them with explosive plays. Uh, I think we have a lot of hype coming um, for this offense, and just all the, the weapons that and playmakers on um, you know the wide receivers and you know Jordan Nips too. Um, so. I'll definitely be dancing when, you know, Jake Hayner's slinging ball all over the field, you know, uh, coach Moore and coach Tedford, you know, have, you know, their offensive scheme working. And so just to see, you know, that clean game, you know, the ball is getting passed around explosive plays, big chunk plays. Um, that's, that's definitely making me dance. The thing that's going to make me dance the most is the opposite of you. And that's going to be defense. I, the second, the D line sacks their quarterback i'm okay we're good and i'm gonna be jumping up and down and uh i think i I mean i I think we're gonna force multiple turnovers and that's gonna make me dance and i think it's gonna be a combination of qb pressure and uh our we just have better athletes at at a defensive back end at safety we have good players too and smart so what'll make me dance is the defense forcing turnovers and sacks that would make anyone dance on any game. But for week one, I'm going to be general like that. And, and I, I think anybody would be happy and will be dancing and the stadium will be going nuts. I hope it's full. I hope it's full for cowboy. I've, I heard there's going to be a lot of students there. All right. Keys to the game. Everybody dance now kind of bleeds into this. I'll start with keys to the game. My keys to, keys, to the, keys to the game is the same thing. A lot of defensive pressure on the quarterback, and let's force turnovers. Or let's just shut them up early. Totally. Yeah, I think kind of the same for me. I think the biggest thing is just, you know, having the offense play a clean game. Um, you know, keep hanging upright, not let him get hit. And I don't want to see, you know, Jake throwing a couple of interceptions. And um, so just – for a Fresno State offense, play a nice, clean game. You know, they're probably going to be playing a little more vanilla than, um, you know, later in the season. Probably, you know, trying not to give too much away for, um, you know, the next few games. So just keep it simple and, you know, execute, figure out who needs to be on the field and, um, you know, come on with the, with the easy W. 
So I'm going to have to retract what my everybody dance now. Sorry, putz. Because I could, I, I, I got, I'm mad at myself. I can't do the same thing for everybody dance now and keys to the game. I can't do that. So, and I, and I can't believe I didn't think about this. I will get up and dance when Eric Brooks takes one 102 yards to the house on the, let's go on the kickoff. Let's return. go. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that'll get everybody up and dancing. All right, let's get into uh, our weather and TV and the spread. So we talked weather, 107 degrees. We talked we talked about the weather. I don't think we need to touch on it again. The only thing, the only, my only concern is that there's going to be a lot of dehydrated people in the stands. That's it. TV, FS1. You know, we talked about it in the past on another episode. You know, and I asked the question, do you think this uh, affects people coming to the game? Do you think it'll bring more people? Do you think it'll bring less people? Uh, we then had a Twitter space. So get on Twitter. Uh, you can join our spaces. And Pagmeter actually brought Mr. Negative, brought it up. And <laughs> I can do that. I, oh, right? We can, we can say these things about Pag. He, uh, uh, he said, he asked the same question. So it'll be interesting to see and hear from people around town, you know, what they think with all these games and being on national television and FS1. I know Cal Poly is stoked to be on national television so they could put a good showing out there. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think attendance wise, I think it would be, I mean, I'm expecting like maybe 30,000. Um, I no no way it's really much more than that. I mean, it's tough, you know, this, you know, still school night. So, I mean, parents with young kids, I mean, they might not want to be there. Um, and then, I mean, it's I guess. It's Thirsty Thursday, man. Come on. It is Thirsty Thursday. So, I mean, I guess the positive is, you know, if people are planning on, you know, going to the lake or something for, for Labor Day, you know, we're, you know, getting ahead of that on the Thursday. So, you know, more, more people should be, you know, in town and not traveling. But, um, yeah, just the, the Thursday night game is kind of tough. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if, Fresno State gets thirty thousand fans in the in the stadium. I, I think I think that's a win. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm all for it. And the student section sold out. The spread on this game, I couldn't find it, Caleb. Could you find it? I could not find the spread. So I know that that's that's common for you know FCS games because yeah. um, they are kind of tough to handicap. So yeah, I, I could not find one. What what would you put the spread at? Your with your expert analysis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's tough um i mean maybe five touchdowns like i don't know 35 points that's i don't know it seems seems like a lot but i mean you know Bristol state easily handled cal poly last year you know 63 to 10 um you know Bristol state's offense is you know just as good if not maybe even a little bit better mm-hmm. um so yeah i think i think that's a fair number um yeah i I guess I'd put that, you know, it's the, the line in terms of over under. We're taking the over. <laughs> Whatever it is, you'll take the over. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, I don't, I, I'm obviously not, not an odds maker. I have no idea how to calculate that. I, yeah. I mean, last year, what, 53 points. We, we won by 53 points. This is how I'm going to do it. We won by 53 points. Both teams are improved. Well, let's put it at 50.5. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. 
final score. I'm going to go Fresno State 52, Cal Poly 17. I'm going to go 56 to 10, dogs. Okay. That's a, these, those are the tough ones when, uh, it's gonna it's probably gonna be a blowout. How many points do we score? Yeah, I mean, I think you know Fresno State counts as as a victory, obviously, if you know they have more points than Cal Poly. But uh, also, just you know, staying staying uninjured, um, you know, yep. just keeping it simple, play a clean game, no one gets hurt, and that's I feel like that's you know one of the more important things. Yes, I I would love to see our backups come in, you know halfway through the third quarter i'd love to see that one of the things that we want to we're trying to make a tradition here because we have so much going on i want to shout out you guys shout out to the people in fair oaks that are listening and the people in carmichael that are listening thanks you guys for the support we have hats if you guys want to wear Blair bulldogs hats we have i got a we have red and white and blue and gray and we're working on getting more for you if you want one dm us on social media or you can email me at Beware of Bulldogs podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Talk to us. We, we, we want to interact with you guys. If you see us at the, the stadium, say hi. Um, I actually am going to be in the booth uh, being Paul for spotter for the game. Uh, so if you're listening on the radio and the wrong number, Paul calls the wrong number, you know why. Because <laughs> I missed it, so if that's the case. Just tweet feverishly at Beware CSUF <laughs> <laughs> and let them know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is my first time. I, I'm I'm filling in, so we'll see how it goes. It's this is not going to be uh, yeah. normal, but <laughs> so Paul was nice enough to let me do that. So I don't know why he's trusting me. Anyways, it, it should be fun. We hope to see you guys there. I'll probably be running up and down uh, and say hi to Caleb. He'll be there. I think Michael will be there too. Uh, we'll be the guys wearing Boer Bulldogs hats. We want this to be, you know, a special tight knit community uh, for us and you guys. So if you see somebody else with a Boer Bulldogs hat, because I know there's others out there, uh, say hi to them, shake their hand. And uh, you know, you could, you could talk crap on us. That's fine. Cause you have something in common. So, <laughs> All right. Anything else about this game, Caleb? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm definitely tune into, you know, the episode later this week with the get to know Cal Poly because that'll really kind of fill in more of the gaps of, you know, obviously we aren't super locked in on Cal Poly football. So, um, you know, Chris really fills in the gaps there with, you know, what we need to expect and what we can look out for, um, for the game. So that's, Super cool that we have that connection and, you know, we're definitely going to try to have that for every game. So that way we can be more educated as fans with, Hey, we need to watch out for, for this, you know, against our opponents. So um, yeah, looking out for that. Really glad football's back. I mean, we've been waiting for uh, gosh, what it's been nine months now without, without Fresno state football. So uh, we've got to cherish these three months that we have. And uh, we were a Bulldogs podcast is going to, going to have you guys covered with plenty of content throughout the weeks. Yes, we're and we're happy to have you guys along for the journey, Caleb. I got so bored during the offseason. I decided to have a kid. I just just what happens. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to join me, man. <laughs> someday, someday. <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you guys. Uh, take care. Stay safe. Stay healthy. God bless. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.